Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am Heather. I'm Sarah. I'm Sharla. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Welcome Carla. back, Sharla. Yeah, Thank welcome you. home. Okay. Thank you. I want it's really sad when you're home and you don't get to go to Cabana's for breakfast and just have it or have room service delivered or anything like that. <laughs> you have to make your own breakfast this week. Yes, I know. And lunch <laughs> and dinner. Go well, to the we miss you very much. <laughs> I miss you guys too, but not, not enough to stay home from the cruise. But <laughs> <laughs> she did try to get us to go with her quite she a few did. times. Yeah, she did. No, um, you're lost. We should have. <laughs> we should have. But as you can tell, Sharla was on a Disney cruise. She did back-to-back cruises, so we're going to talk about that this week and and see her experience and maybe get some helpful tips for a back-to-back cruise because we none of us had done one before um but first let's get into the real disney news i think obviously the biggest one is star wars opens galaxy's (laughs) edge is here um i mean look that's what everybody's talking about right i I'm not excited about it. I will go see it, obviously, at some point once the crowds die down and and um, reservations aren't needed. But it's what's really funny to me is watching all the reports and the social media and everybody doing everything. There was, like, no lines for the rides. It was all lines for Oga's Cantina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you, they had to wind up, they had to start limiting. Like, I don't think they realized how excited people would be about this. But they had to, like, you had 45 minutes inside to drink per adult max like that's all you were allowed to get because they had hours long lines outside and people were spending their entire reservation period yeah, their, their entire in four hour window <laughs> waiting wow. in line like I, that, that would have been me but I just I think it's funny so yeah. I mean did you guys have any impressions of it of anything that you saw over the weekend well I fortunately saw very little because I was checking in very little <laughs> but um what I the only thing I really did see was Somebody had said, no, there is no non-motion simulation for um, Smuggler's Run, which leads me to believe that it might be a pretty rough ride. Um, But I really, I mean, I didn't hear anything about impressions of the actual land. Is it beautiful? Is it, you know, does it live up to expectations? I have not heard any of that. It's just been people <laughs> posting about the the lines for Ogas or the um, the roughness of the ride. So I, yeah. I don't know. I haven't yeah. really seen any photos of inside Star Wars Land and yeah. the crowds there or anything. I've seen a bunch of photos of the land. Um, the only photos of the crowds anybody's posting are of Oga's Cantina, which is <laughs> hilarious. But I did get an email actually from a, a client who's who's there right now. Um, she emailed me yesterday and she said, um, I wanted to let you know that Disneyland has actually been great. It has not been crowded and we've pretty much finished all the rides we wanted using MaxPass. Star Wars Reservation System actually worked well this morning and was really organized. We rode the new ride, tried the blue milk and looked at everything we wanted to look at. We even got a lunch reservation to work out. So I was shocked (laughs) when I saw her email because, I mean, you know, we just didn't know. But we were predicting sort of sheer craziness. I heard from somebody else that, you know, the line to meet Ariel was like 10 minutes long. (laughs) It was, you know, so. That's insane to me because (laughs) Disneyland is 
crowded, like obscenely crowded. You can't move any day of the week, any time of year. So the fact that there's nobody there, I don't think it's been like that in probably a good 10 years. So I think I think people got scared off by the crowds. I think that, you know, people were listening to us and listening to other podcasts and reading things. And I think people might have gotten a bit nervous, you know, and are staying away. Yeah, so- and that's, that's what happened, though. Um opening day of Disneyland mm-hmm. people didn't like people didn't come because they thought it was just going to be so crowded so, yeah it's interesting but I guess yeah if you if you live there locally which a lot of the people the guests at Disneyland are locally um you're not going to go because you don't you don't have a reservation for Star Wars, for so Star Wars. Like, eh, I'm just not going to go and visit the rest of the park because it'll be crowded and now yeah. it's not yeah, well, I'm not going all summer. For this <laughs> <for that reason. laughs> I live locally, and it, like basically everybody I know all went within the last month, and everyone's like, "Okay, goodbye Disneyland until this, <laughs> the fall." Like nobody's going because it's just we assume it's all going to be crowded and miserable. Yeah. Um. Well, and then they announced last week that there is a new meet and greet at Walt Disney World. And I'm just giggling because Sarah has very strong opinions on this. Bo Peep is now meeting guests (laughs) at Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. So creepy. (laughs) She's so so creepy looking. I'm sorry. And I love Bo Peep. Like I love the character from the Toy Story movie, but I have seen video and I have seen photos. I have seen her up close and I have seen her from a distance and she is creepy. I'm sorry. Um, I I wanted, I do want to say that um, we got to see a, the extended preview on the cruise ship of mm-hmm. Toy Story 4. So it was like half an hour long. And I think the movie looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So we can, we'll talk about that when it comes out. But holy cow, I, 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 was, I was very ambivalent about it in the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. But this, this longer trailer, I think it looks amazing. So. Interesting. Yeah, I would so like him to. Weeks. What's the the Fork's name? Is he Forky? Forky. Forky. I yeah. really want him to do a meet and greet. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looked. Oh, I mean, he really, really funny. I mean, he's voiced by Tony Hale, who's a gem and just hilarious. So, I think it. Um. I anyway, I think that the movie lo- looks really good. So I can't wait to see it. Oh, glad to hear that. Yeah. But yes, both people. Is that coming out this June or this yeah. is June? Yeah, and like comes out like, like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, everybody's going to see Toy Story Land and report back. Toy Story Four, you mean? Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. I told you this was going to go well. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Well, if you go to Toy Story Land and see Bo Peep, report back. Let us know if oh, she looks pretty in person. Oh, I will. I'm sending Sarah all the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> mean. You're so um, mean. Oh, I just love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, um, a bunch of news was announced about holidays at Walt Disney World. And I laughed to myself because I'm like, oh, it's June. We have to talk about holidays six months from now. Um, but, you know, for everybody doing their dinner reservations and all of that, they, they need to know what to expect. Um, so there is a new fireworks show at Mickey's not her very Merry Christmas party. Um, and what I think what interested me is that they said that people can view it all over the park, but then they didn't go into detail as to what that meant. So to me, I'm 
imagining something like Disneyland where they do their fireworks and you could watch them on It's a Small World or watch the projections on the castle or, you know, on the Matterhorn. So is that something that maybe they're planning to do out at the Magic Kingdom? Hmm. And where would they? Where else do you think is big enough that could have a projection? Because I don't... Space Mountain, maybe. But I, I feel like there's no place that could hold crowds enough to watch them. So I'm interested to see what they come back and say. But the, the fireworks show is also hosted by Minnie Mouse, which is fun. Yeah. Finally. Hey. It's her too. Go Minnie. Yeah, that's cute. She's, not everything has to be about Mickey, you know? She's cute. That's awesome. And then also... Um, Candlelight processional dining packages are available for booking now. Those were announced. Not all the narrators are announced yeah. yet. I think they only, only like announced four. like three or four. Yeah, yeah, four of them. Well, B. Goldberg is one. That That's the only one I remember. Uh, Pat Sajak, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and Edward James Olmos. Pat Sajak, is he new? I don't remember seeing him I don't before. think he's done it before, right? He's done it before, yeah. Oh, has yeah. He? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the rest of them are, are did it last year. staples. Okay. The rest are, I know, staples of just about every year. But yeah, that's cool. I bet I bet he does a good job with it. And Sarah, did you see any anything else with the holiday stuff? I think that was the, the um, major. You know, just like dining packages and there's a holiday stuff going on in all four parks, basically. Um, but, you know, it's all, you know, so there's holiday things taking place at Hollywood Studios and Hollywood things taking place at, you know, Epcot and all of the above. Festival of the Holidays, of course, at Epcot. And then Christmas Party at um, Magic Kingdom. Um, the, the Festival of the Holidays. Jingle Bell Jam, favorite. I think, is back at Hollywood Studios and all that good stuff. So, mm. yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then this morning, I think we were all a little surprised. We got a... Quite a, quite a bit of a shock. Uh, Walt Disney World announced that their 2020 packages are going to be released on June 18th, uh, which is a little bit earlier than they normally do it. But yeah. so anybody who is waiting to book their trips for 2020, I know I have quite a few clients that email me all the time asking for it. June 18th is your day. So get ready. You'll be able to book then. And just remember, no discounts will be available then. Um, but you can always book, get your package, your dates, your hotel locked in, and then go ahead and apply any discounts that may work for you in the future if they come out. And it's so frustrating because we can only book up to 499 days in advance. So we can't even book all of 2020 yet. (laughs) And they say, oh, these packages, and they release it and they say packages are available from January 1st to December 31st. No, no, no. No, They're available through like (laughs) mid-October. October, October, yeah. Yeah. So So, yeah, if you're looking for Christmas 2020, just a little bit more patience. The end of the summer is your time, but. I have like a staggered release on my calendar. So I'm like, okay, so, you know, Mm -hmm. June 18th, I have to do you know, these 15 people. And then like in July, I have to do these few people. And then in August, I've got to do the rest of them, you know? Yep. Yep. Oh, Disney. (laughs) Make it easy. But you know, whatever. That's why we love them. (laughs) I think that's all the news for this week. Um, Oh, the commissary, ABC commissary. Oh, Oh, it's now taking dinner reservations. Yeah, it's reopened after a renovation. It, they've updated the menu, and it is now reservations for dinner. And then, um, so it's that new quick casual kind of concept that they're rolling out to a bunch of the restaurants. So counter service at breakfast and lunch, and then table service-ish at dinner. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious as to how this is going to work. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like just let a counter service be a counter service. They're trying so hard to get everybody to schedule things in advance. But then on the flip side, there's really not that many right now um, sit down restaurants at Hollywood Studios. So mm-hmm. they, they need something. But have either of you ever eaten at the ABC commissary? I have. Yeah, I have. It's really uh-huh. good. The food is really, really good there. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a new menu now, but I've always been super impressed with it. And it's almost always empty I don't know whether that it's hidden or the menu doesn't apply to or appeal to the masses but it's always empty and the food is fantastic yeah it's on this weird sort of like out of the way Mm -hmm. stretch Mm -hmm. where there really isn't any other major attractions and it's you know sort of tap room is right at the end of it and you know so I think people sort of stop at baseline tap room and just stop (laughs) and don't go any further and it always looks looks closed to me Mm -hmm. um like it just I don't know if, if, if it's like the, the way it's built with the kind of overhang over the doors or something, it yep. just always looks closed. And yep. even if it's not. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. The world of Disney this week. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just excited to talk about Charlotte's trip. I am so, first of all, it's a Disney cruise, so you can't go wrong with that. But I'm so interested to hear what it's like to do a back-to-back cruise. Okay. Well, I'll say, first of all, I'm going to devote more time to this on another um, section or podcast or blog or something. But the first thing we did was go to Legoland. And that is not what we talk about on here. But I wanted to say, I loved Legoland (laughs) so much. Um, They had rides, just pretty much every ride Nora was tall enough to do. We didn't do all of them, but she was tall enough for all of them but one and that was the new virtual reality coaster um but we loved it it we plan on going back as soon as you know the next time we go to florida we will definitely go back down there you don't have to be a lego fan to go to you know to go and enjoy it but it certainly helps you know it's kind of like disney you don't have to be a disney fan to go but if you are then that's even better it's more mm-hmm. than just rides and stuff but yeah it was really fun but the best part about it was um, to me, was it was built on the old grounds of the Cypress Gardens uh, Botanical Gardens, and so they mm-hmm. left some of it there. So in the very oh, back, cool. there's a banyan tree, which was brought over in a five-gallon bucket and then planted. This thing is massive, and the banyan trees. If you don't know, you should look them up. But they go up, and then the roots grow from the top. And they just have root systems that go down all the way. So this tree, you're standing underneath it, and there's roots on on all sides of you and the main trunk of the tree. Um, they're very popular in Hawaii, if you haven't seen them. But they are unbelievable. So that's still there in the middle of this theme park, and I really liked that. But the Legoland City, you know, like the city they built of all the Legos and all the uh, shows and the rides and stuff. Well, it was a lot of fun. So what that's ages my little... did, would you say Legoland is good for? <laughs> it, they say 2 to 12. Okay. Um, so I, my child has outgrown it. it. <laughs> I missed it. I missed my window. Nah, he still likes he still likes Legos. He's he, he would have fun. But yes, the the rides themselves, maybe not. But um, but you know we there were a couple of rides that 
um, Nora just did on her own because that's they only they're only four kids. So they had had this like little Lego horse jousting thing. So you just ride on the little horse around the around. You guys are you guys you guys are listening and you can't see the demonstration. (laughs) I'll send you a video. That's what she looked like. And then there was the the car driving thing where she got to drive a little car around the track. Uh, or not even a track, just like a course, so she could go however she wanted to. And they kept yelling at the kids, "Stop it all! Stop signs!" And you know, wait your turn and all this. But it was a free for all. But uh, <laughs> she had it. She was one of the best drivers out there. But it was really fun. Um, so she got to do those two on her own. But we got to go in the boats together. We got to go on the Coastersaurus, um, which is like a dinosaur thing. And like every every land was themed after like the Lego Ninjago, the Lego Friends, you know, all that stuff. So it was very cute. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So um, and the hotels were great too. But anyway, um, okay. So the cruise. So we get on the dream. We got on the dream on last Monday morning, and we had a veranda stateroom. And it was Which a category. Okay. The category. Please refer to our previous yeah. episode. <laughs> previous podcast. <laughs> it was a category 6B, okay. which is the uh, ver- uh, deluxe ocean view stateroom with veranda, asterisk, undersized or white wall veranda. Um, the white wall was about 12 inches off the ground, did not impact our view at all. Because when we were sitting in the chairs, I could just look out just absolutely fine. It was did, did, did not impact our view at all. So it was like partially white wall and partially plexi? But it was mostly plexi. Mostly plexi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It was maybe a foot of white wall and then two and a half feet of plexi. I don't know how, exactly how tall those are, but okay. probably not feet. Maybe, no, they're shorter than that. But anyway, it was, you know, the rest was, it was not very very impactful at all mm-hmm. um, but we booked the guarantee which means that they just assign you a room so because we booked guarantee on both cruises we were not guaranteed the same stateroom for the back-to-back but they gave it to us anyway which was awesome they oh, they assigned the staterooms they assigned it both I requested you know I requested that we get the same one but it's again just a request not a guarantee so we were really happy with our with our room um we had a bunch of peel and eat shrimp at Cabanas, as as I usually do. My hold on, hold on, hold on. We get a group text message that says, <laughs> vacation has started. I've eaten my weight in peel and eat that's, shrimp. Yeah. That's and that's Charlotte. basically the last we heard from her until <laughs> she came back. That's Char- yeah. It's Charlotte and I share a love of peel and eat shrimp. So every time we're together on the first day of whatever vacation we're on, we always have a ton of peel. We did it in uh, Fort Lauderdale. We did it on our last cruise. <laughs> we did it, yeah. And they just have it. They have it at Cabanas every single day. So you just go eat, eat all the shrimp. And they had other seafood too. Other plenty of food. They had noodles. You would have been happy with the noodles, Heather. Um, were they yeah. good? Yeah, they were good. They were good. I didn't eat very many because uh, my stomach was full from sh- the shrimp. But um, so so we set, we set sail and we went and we went to dinner. Um, our dining, our main server in the dining room, he was um, absolutely fantastic. And then on night two, they came and asked us, the head server came and asked us, do we want to stick with the same servers for the back-to-back part? And we said yes, they because they were great. So we got, so in, that was really cool because instead of just having, you know, the four night and the three night, we got the servers the whole time. That's and nice. that was, you know, it's like a seven night cruise. You really get, the, your servers really get to know you and what you like and all of that. Um, he called us by name every time. 
And on the second time around, because because see, on a seven night cruise, the menu changes. You repeat the restaurant, but the menu changes. On a three on a four and three night cruise, menu's the same. So the uh, second time around, he said, "Well, last time you had this, so why don't you get this this time?" So he knew what we had what we had ordered the previous time in there. Amazing. Even. That's yeah. scary because I wouldn't remember what I ordered the last time. I, I really, I no. am always blown away by their recall for faces and names and what you ordered and what you like. And they deal with hundreds of people every single day. I know. And, you know, and the wait staff is always in other restaurants during the day too. Like sometimes right. they're up in Cabanas or sometimes yeah. we saw our assistant server at the uh, Luigi's, the pizza place up mm-hmm. on deck 11 and you know they they called us by name then we saw um our head server a couple of different times and you know he would he would talk to us and call us by name and even one time he even came out of royal palace and we were just walking past it and he saw us walk by and he came out and waved and said hello and all that i mean he was incredible he really was so that was a definite highlight of the uh of the trip but um let's see some other highlights we did not get off the ship in nassau either time because i it's just not my favorite port. So we had I told a, you to go get the rum cakes. I know I did not. You were supposed um, to check out Atlantis for me. I you know. failed. <laughs> um, you can go get your own rum cakes. You can go to Atlantis yourself in August. When I you go. am. <laughs> you know what, Sarah? I think that sounds like we're doing a Disney cruise and Charlotte should stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, but. I am jealous of you, Sarah, because you said that you booked the excursion that includes the water park. And I know you're not going down that water slide. And I oh really hope you do. I will give you a GoPro to go down that water I slide. Go down it. We so own bad. a GoPro, so. <laughs> I can get you footage of Ryan going down the water no, no, slide. How about that? No, no, that's not fun. <laughs> but that's the one, that's one reason I've always wanted to go. I've been to Atlantis, but I, all I want to do is go down that water slide. I've, I've wanted to do it since it opened, and I've never done it, but. We didn't do it this time. Um, <laughs> Not enough money um, in this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, let's see, what else did we do? Okay. So we went to Castaway Key twice. That was part of the. Okay. So that to me is the best yeah. part. Okay. Right. They should have just left you on Castaway Key and been like, oh, just come back in seven days. Gosh. <laughs> okay. So yeah, my, um, my blog post for this week, it'll come out on Thursday. So day after you guys are listening to this will be about the castaway key stingray adventure castaway rays stingray ray adventure so i'm not going to say too much about it now because i'm going to write about it but i loved it it was awesome and the stingrays are totally safe because they have barbs that are trimmable much like our fingernails and they trim them so they don't they cannot sting you Mm -hmm. totally safe and everything they Can know I tell them. you I did this years ago and only because they were trimmed and I'm like, no, nothing's going to yeah. kill me in there. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. I'll do it. They it's know they know every single one of them by name and all of the trainers that they, they'll come up and they'll say, did, I don't know their names. Did, did Francis eat? Yes, but not in, not as much as I would like, or did, did this one eat? So they are keeping track of how much each one ate and, Aww. you know. Uh, and how they're looking and all that. And when each one came up, he was kind of pet, you know, he would pet them too and like look at them and everything. It was, they were kind of like cats of the water. Like they would swim. And he said, they're like cats because they like to brush up against your legs. And (laughs) it was a little creepy feeling at first, but you know, it was really cool. So one of the best values, I think. Yeah. uh, On the Disney cruise Mm -hmm. period. It was um, $50, 50, 
maybe $55 per adult, yeah. 48, I think for 46 or 48 per kid. Um, so yes, incredible value. You get to snorkel after the feeding experience was over with. Got to, we were out there about an hour with them. So really yeah. cool, really, really cool experience. Um, but I'll write more about that. Did you get a cabana? We did not get a cabana. Oh, well, first of all, we booked it pretty late. So yeah, yeah, they were yeah. all, but we did, um, yeah. It, so that's what we did. We went to the stingray adventure and then we went and sat on the beach <laughs> for, for a while and played in the water, sat on the beach. Um, Sounds and it like was, a good day to me. I read, I read my book. The unfortunate thing was I finished my book that first day against Twinkie and I thought I won't, I won't need two books <laughs> or I won't need to bring my e-reader cause I won't finish this. But I guess what? I, of course I did. So, <laughs> um, so the second time we were at Keswicky, we did not do, plan an excursion. Um, but I got off the ship early in the morning and ran the Castaway 5K. Look uh, at you. So, Starting on vacation. Yeah. So it was the only exercise I did. <laughs> but I, I did know, I, I knew somebody who was on that cruise. And so she and I did the 5K together. So that was pretty fun, you know, to do that. And they've definitely changed the course since I did it last time. Because now you go twice around that loop instead of once. And you start way back by the bike rentals. Mm. So it's definitely different. Um, but I got my little um, plastic medal <laughs> doing the, five, the 5K. But it was fun. You know, we had we had a nice time. And uh then there, and then we just sat on the beach. Lou and Nora snorkeled. Um, I watched them snorkel. <laughs> then we got in the water and we played. I took a nap on the beach, which is not oh. something that I ever, I don't think I've ever actually fallen asleep in a lounge chair on the beach. And I did. Um, did you have sunblock on? I was just going to ask the same question. <laughs> did. We reapplied sunblock quite a bit, 50 <sighs> 50. Thank goodness. And I, when I looked for a um, place to sit, we looked, for, we found a place with an umbrella. So I was in the shade the entire time as well. Okay. Um, that is the only acceptable way to fall asleep on the beach, people. I, I had sunblock on and I, I was under an umbrella. Um, I Perfection. do not, yeah, I do not like sitting just in the, in the sun ever. I just, sunburn or not, it's too hot, but <laughs> my fair skin does not, does not take the sun well, even with sunburn. All right. So you, you just mentioned the temperature. Sunburn. Not so, sunburn at all. <laughs> no, we, we can see her. She's not sunburned. So here's my question about the weather. So traveling at the end of May, early June, what was the weather like in the Bahamas at that time? Hot. <laughs> how, like how hot? Yeah. Because you're from Georgia and have a different definition of hot than I Yes. So. <laughs> it was hotter in Georgia last week. We had a heat wave. It was hotter in Georgia than it was in uh, the Bahamas. Okay. Um, it felt very hot, but it was nice and breezy. So it was in the it was in the nineties, but it was breezy. Mm. Um, okay. it was the first day. It really wasn't that humid, but the second when we went back the second time, it was a lot more humid. Okay. Um, but one thing I do like about Castaway Key is that they have water stations all over that island, mm. um, all the time. So you can buy the bottled water, but you know, you've got, you've got, they've got those little water coolers that they set out every day. Um, so even when we were running the race down that bike loop, they had like three water coolers set up and that was not for the race. That, those are always there. So that was nice. Um, they gave us water for the race itself too. Um, so it was, it was hot, but again, you know, you're on the ocean and the breeze is fine. 
when we got back to Port Canaveral that first day, that Friday, and, and we were sitting in port. Um, in the morning, it wasn't so bad, but we were sitting in port, and the love bugs were everywhere. It was disgusting. <laughs> like, you couldn't, you could not go walk outside because there were so many love bugs. It was crazy. I saw photos online. It looked it looked like something out of like a B movie from yeah. the fifties or something. Kind of <laughs> some sort of invasion. Yeah. And I know they're not going to hurt, you know, I'm not like afraid of bugs. It's not going to hurt me, but I, it was like, they were everywhere. They were all over the place. It was crazy. Um, yeah. But then once we set sail, they're, they're of course gone because you know, you're not going to be on the ocean. With this. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the whole, the whole cruise was fantastic. Um, two stops at Castaway Key was the main <gasps> that we did it oh yeah the spa um (laughs) the first so I think there's something wrong with my husband because he was like get another massage (laughs) it's our anniversary and I was like okay you're gonna you say (laughs) keep drinking Lou (laughs) right how many glasses of beer did he have at that point (laughs) yeah I don't think any it was great anyway the um so the first time we 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 went and did the spa tour and we we're walking around the the tour and somebody was they they were talking about the seaweed wrap and i was like okay i've never done this before it's a some sort of seaweed wrap and then a full body massage afterwards and i went okay sure i'll do it it's something different and so i go and i go in and they oh and and he my husband got a a bamboo massage during that same time it wasn't a, not a couple's thing it was a two separate things but i go in and um, they cover my body with the seaweed mask stuff. And then I lie down on this table, which felt squishy. Then they covered me with plastic and another warm blanket. And then all of a sudden she hits this button and I did not expect this, but I, the, this kind of the bed dropped out from under me. It was like, I was on a waterbed. It's a waterbed, right? I've yes. done that. It's amazing. And I did not know it was going to do that. So, I, so if this was like, it was like seven thirty at night. So we were moving pretty fast to Nassau and then I'm floating in this waterbed seaweed wrap oh. thing. It was oh. really, yes. really nice. Amazing. Yeah. So the, and then I get out of the thing, I rinsed all the seaweed stuff off and she puts me on the bed again and covers me up, but didn't, but no wrap. And she didn't make the waterbed thing happen again, although I would have loved it, but covered me up. So I was wrapped again. And then she did this foot massage. And then after that, I got up and moved to the massage table and I got a full body massage. So I loved it. I want to do that. Yeah. I I would have oozed my way out of the room at that point. I don't think I would have had any bones left. Yeah. It was, it was really awesome. awesome. And then the second time we went back and we had a couple's massage on, um, the Nassau day, um, there. So, um, it was just a regular couple's massage or did you do like the spa villa? Well, we, it was a regular couple's massage. But we were in that spa villa room, and I went, "Oh man, I should have asked about this." But I assumed that they were all taken, you know, because they go, they get booked up so fast. Yeah. Um, and they may not have had the, t- we may have had not have had the time to do it. But Lou was like, "Why don't we get this?" And I was like, "Because they're never available, so I didn't ask." Sorry. Uh, next time I'll ask. Um, and then, yeah, so it was hot stone and massage. That was the second one that we had. And Nora was in the kids club pretty much the whole time because that's what she wanted to do. All she wanted to do, I want to go to kids club, want to go to kids club. So we were like, okay, we're just going to do all this stuff. <laughs> we spent time at Sapphire Falls or not Sapphire, Satellite Falls, the um, 
the adult only like mm-hmm. little pool area that I had never really been to before. Um, we spent time down in the district. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a really fun, fun trip overall. And so right. what was it like when you had to change between the two cruises? Okay. What was that process? <laughs> right. Um, okay. So we got a note um, on our room the night before we uh, debarked and we still got the little tip sheets and the envelopes, although we did not do with, do those right then because we knew we were going to have the same stateroom attendant and all of that. So I just left that alone. Um, and then we did not have to pack. Um, even if we had switched staterooms, they, we would have packed and they would have moved our luggage for us. So either way, you don't have to deal with taking luggage off the ship. Um, I packed, I, I packed my computer and like our phones, Nora packed um, like a workbook that she could work in. And um, we got off the ship and we didn't get off the ship until the cruise director came on and basically said, get off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) It was about 9.30 a.m. when we when we got off the ship. Then we had to we just oh, and they gave us a little card for priority embarkation. um, You have to take that with you for that priority embarkation. So we got off the ship. We went to customs. The customs line was pretty long because all the people waiting late. Um, oh, and the, because we were on early dinner, our head waiter said, I know you have early dinner. That means you have early breakfast on this last morning, but if you want to come to breakfast at eight o'clock, just come see me and I'll get you seated, which was nice. Um, we chose not to go to breakfast. (laughs) We were just sleeping late, but, um, we, that was a nice option. So you can always ask about that. So we go through customs just like everybody else went through customs same the same thing same line but at the the only difference is instead when you get out of customs you just turn or you just we didn't even go outside we just took a a right and went straight up through security and up the escalators and checked back in um so we checked back in there was obviously no line because there were none of us there were only 10 families doing it back to back and they said that was really low but that's just what this cruise was 10 just 10 families so we go check back in get our new key to the world card and um then we went into the concierge area they call it the fishbowl that that glass enclosure right next to the concierge check-in and then we um were off the ship for about a total about an hour and a half so at about 10 yeah, so at about 10.30, they came out and said, they said it, they had told us it would be no earlier than 10.30. So it is about 10.40, they came out and they said, if you have one of those cards, come on and let's go on the ship. So showed, we were even on board the ship before the, the concierge people were. Mm-hmm. We were very first. Um, so we go back on. We had, they had opened up the Cove Cafe and the Vista Cafe for free specialty coffees and uh, pastries for us. Oh, nice. Uh, That's yeah. nice. Because like Cabanas had already closed down by then and what, you know, wouldn't reopen for a little while and stuff like that. So we sat in the uh, Vista Cafe for a little bit and ate our pastries. And then we walked around the ship and took pictures of the pool and, you know, all the other areas that normally are just slammed with people. Uh, we took Nora up to Satellite Falls because she wanted to see it. And we're like, well, there's nobody here. So <laughs> <laughs> come on up. So, you know, we like, we did a lot of, we, we took her into the adult areas that she could, that she, so she could see them and stuff because there was nobody on yet, but man, we felt like we, we were had the run of the place for like an hour. 
maybe hour and a half until everybody else started getting on. And uh, it was really nice. It was really fun. We had a really good time. So I would, I mean, I would do it again for sure. Um, for the, if, if I was guaranteed those two days at Keswick Key, mm-hmm. but that having that, it's not really a down day in the middle, you know, that, that one day, but you know, embarkation day always feels a little bit chaotic and it really felt chaotic on a three night cruise on, you know, on that three night cruise. And also if I had to do it again, I would try to do the three night first and then the four night okay. because I, the thing that you're missing on the three night is that day at sea. And on the three night we had Castaway Key and then we were just off the ship. It would have been really nice. Like we were sitting up at Meridian on the last night and we were, um, we were saying how we really wish we had one more day at sea, mm-hmm. not necessarily a longer trip, but just, yeah. you know, so we were like, well, we'll do the, um, we'll do next time we would do the three night and then the four night to make it just to make it feel a little bit more relaxed at the end. It's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, but overall I had, we had a really good experience with it. Um, it did not, the fact that we had to get off the ship there and wait for a little bit of time did not negatively impact us in any way. It was just one of those, it was a new, it was a new adventure. It was another port. (laughs) Um, and you're of course free to leave and go explore Port Canaveral or the Kennedy Space Center or anywhere else you want to go. Um, but you just, and then once you do get back on, you can show them that card and you don't have to wait for your boarding time or anything like that. You just go. Um, and one other thing was since we drove and they charge you for parking at the very beginning of your cruise, we only paid for four nights of parking. Um, and we sh- should have paid for seven nights of parking, but that's not how it, how it works, you know? So, um, we, we paid at the beginning and then our car was just still sitting there at the end. So, oh. yeah, that's a fancy little trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to, to game the system or anything like that. I was just like, I, I had thought about it before. How do I pay for parking? But then I was, I was like, well, when I paid and went into the parking deck, I was like, there's no way they're going to know if we leave or if we leave or not because there's just so many cars going in and out all the time right and so because we did not leave we did not have to pay for parking again so and and uh, you know if you did the three night first that's even less paying for parking <laughs> <laughs> cruise hack yeah <laughs> I don't know that, that that really matters with all the money you spend on other things but um yeah anyway it, it was a it was a really good uh trip the it, there was it was hassle-free to have to um, debark and embark again. They, Disney made it really easy. Um, the only, I mean, the only really downside was that you had to go through muster again. Yeah. But you and, you to- got, and you got two more cruises under your belt towards your next uh, Castaway Club status. And how far away are you? One more. One more. One more platinum. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous. I want to go. It I know. Like it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I just want to go on a long cruise, like a two-week cruise. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, at least two weeks. We should do like two weeks in Europe, and then transatlantic home, and then like a week at home, or something. And like then, that. Uh, you know, Panama Panama Canal will be perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really looking forward to your blog then tomorrow, or, or yeah, tomorrow about the the stingrays because that's a fun one. Yeah. 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 And I know we have a little bit of luxury this week, Sarah, right? We do. It's not really that luxurious, but 
It's cute. Some, it's cute. So um, the some of the after hours events that are taking place at the Magic Kingdom this summer are villains after hours. And of course, there is merch. And I, for one, feel that the villains get seriously underrepresented sometimes in the merch department. So I love any opportunity to buy exclusive merchandise. And so that's what this is. This is merchandise that is only going to be available specifically at these After Hours Villains events. You can't get it anywhere else. You got to go. So it's a luxury in that you have to pay for the After Hours to even get the chance to purchase this merchandise. But, I mean, heck, once you're in, you know, a $30 t-shirt is – Yeah, you might as well. (laughs) (laughs) But some of it's super cute and you can see it online. They've released like a bunch of it online so you can see what it is ahead of time so that you can sort of pre-game because the merch, especially some of the more popular stuff, goes actually really quickly during these events. So, Oh, people um, like get there early and get in line before the park even closes and just wait. Just for the wait. chance to just take my money, Disney, please. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And we, oh, we have a listener question this week. Um, Dawn Steinfeld wrote us and she says, hi, ladies, I have a question for you all. I have a two week trip coming up this summer. We're doing a split stay first week at the Polynesian and the second week at the beach club. I'm just going nice. to stop right there and say, that's fantastic. Nice. I want to come with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we come? <laughs> Do you have room for the three of us, please? Uh, she says last Tuesday was my fast pass plus day for the Polynesian part of the trip. However, when I went online, I was able to make fast pass plus reservations for the full 14 days. Today was supposed to be my fast pass plus day for the beach club portion of the trip. I'm just just starting to panic all of a sudden that my second week FastPass Plus reservations won't be linked to my magic band correctly. We're getting different colors for each of the two weeks. How do I make that work without losing my fast passes? Or will they just be linked to my Disney account and whichever magic band I have linked at the time? I've never done a long split stay before and I'm having my first Disney stress dreams about this. <laughs> I have those two like the week before I go. Yeah, I every time. Panic. Everything's going wrong. Yeah. Um, and then she says, also, when we get all of our magic bands, how will I know which ones have my Disney's Magical Express on them? Wow, I thought having all of these cool colors would be great until I woke <laughs> up this morning and thought about how they all link up. Help? Okay. All right. Can I handle this one? Yeah, because go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, used to, I, used to, I used to have this exact same stress. And it's you're, you're really overthinking it. And this is exactly what I used to do too. I used to worry that I had the wrong magic band or whatever. But the reality is, is that any magic band that is active in your My Disney Experience account will work for anything. Mm-hmm. You can pick one. a new one, your old yeah. one, your new one. As long as it's active in your My Disney Experience, it will work. So the information doesn't live on the band. The information lives in My Disney Experience and the band is just the link to get there. Right. Um, so it doesn't matter what band you use. Don't overthink it. Wear whatever one you want. Switch it up from day to day. Coordinate with your outfit like I would. <laughs> like to, I usually have like 15 magic yeah. bands yeah. sitting in yeah. my drawer. And I, I, like Sarah said, I pack my bag and then I look at my clothes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take these five magic bands. Yeah. I, some of yeah. them are a good, you know, eight years old, three yeah. years old, whatever. There's an entire tree of magic bands behind <laughs> yeah. me. I see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the way to tell if that magic band is active is to go log into your My Disney Experience and then go to, um, go on the right little My Disney Experience icon and hover over it. And it says My Magic Bands and Cards. If you will look at all your magic bands, there's a number that may 
feel like it means nothing to you. <laughs> um, but yeah. like, um, it's on the back behind, underneath your name. There's a, it looks like a 12 digit numbers and letters, uh, thing set into three different sections for a piece. So you'll be able to tell pretty easily if you just look at the back of your mag of one of your magic bands, make sure it says active. Um, if you have a bunch of them and feel like, you know, make, making some of them inactive or mark as lost, you can do all of that stuff. But as long as they say active, take it, use it, scan it, yeah. have fun. And you shouldn't have too many that are active. This is a tip that I got from my Disney Experience tech support one time is that if you have, I think it's more than 10 bands, um, it, it can cause some problems in the system. So if you have some that are older that you're not using anymore or that you've gotten rid of or that are lost, be sure to mark them inactive in your My Disney Experience account just to help things move a little more smoothly. Yeah, Sarah and I actually ran into that because it was not just my tin or her tin. It was we were combined in one room. Right. And, so we had like 30 magic bands yeah, on, our, yeah. on our account. So um, I had the problem with that when we were at the beach club because my key did not, my, my magic band did not work. And uh, yeah. he fixed it for me. He was like, you guys have a lot of bands. And we're like, yeah, yeah we come a lot. Uh, but yeah, just make sure that they're active and any of them will work. So it's it's very easy to to do so don't worry about which band is which and don't you don't have to mark it but if you want to mark it you can just put a sharpie on the back if you want to mark it with for any reason like with the year or something so that way you know when you got it um that could help for in, inactivating it later basically don't stress yeah yeah don't wear all the magic, the magic bands, bands. Yeah. all the yeah. magic bands buy more when you're there wear them all they, it's all the same thing order <laughs> custom ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for listening. I think that wraps up this episode. Um, and so you know where to find us. If you want to read Charlotte's fun blog tomorrow, just visit DisneyParkPrincess.com. We're also on Instagram as DizParkPrincess, or we're over on Facebook. Just search for Disney Park Princess. And we're also on Pinterest as Disney Park Princess. I know Sarah's working really hard on our Pinterest page, and it's a lot of fun. So go check that out. And then a special thing thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. We, we appreciate you guys so much. And if you want to become one, you can head to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. And I think this week, Sharla had a really good idea for our Patreon extra. We are going to speculate a little bit about Disney's new island and what we think they may do with that. So if you want to hear us chat and speculate, go ahead and become one of our Patreons. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.